Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to radio show number 242 from Engage for Success, Apprenticeships Are Changing. So today I'm hoping we're going to be talking about apprenticeships, our apprenticeships thought and action group and the forthcoming National Apprenticeship Week. But I'm a bit Billy No Mates at the moment. Um, there were two people supposed to be joining me. One of them is actually sick, so I know that he's not coming. <laughs> but my other guest um, is on her way, I'm hoping. She's um, here, so she's coming. And uh, they've been tweeting about it this afternoon. So uh, let's hope she appears in a minute. Otherwise, I'm just going to do a bit of a monologue and then we'll probably have to record this at a later date because uh, obviously I'm not the feature. <laughs> Uh, so, I am Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm a social engagement consultant working with the Engage Success movement and leading on digital. The Engage Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice. And we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private, and third sectors. If you go to our website, which is engagesuccess.org, you can use the rather nifty new link at the top of the page to join our newsletter list. We send a newsletter out uh, every uh, weekend, sort of end of the week weekends, depending on when I send it. And uh, we keep you up to date with what's happening within the movement, the events that are running, and uh, other sort of bits of news that come along. Um, and whilst I'm on the topic of such things, don't forget that on Thursday, the 22nd of March, we have our annual conference, uh, which is being held in London. And we've got a really packed speaker agenda for you with some really uh, interesting people on there. In fact, I, I contacted a, a, an old friend of the movement uh, only this week and asked if he was able to come to the conference. And his first response back was, wow, what a great lineup of speakers. Um, so hop over if you're interested to our conference page which is engagesuccess.com no not .com at all engagesuccess.org forward slash 2018 conference and you can see who's there and then you can click on the link there to book so do get your tickets and we'll see you on the 22nd of March so uh, we're talking as I said about National Apprenticeship Week and that's actually going to run from the 5th to the 9th of March this year and the hashtag for that if you're interested in following along with what's happening is hash NAW2018. Obviously, that stands for National Apprenticeship Week, so NAW2018. And during that week, employers and apprentices from across England will come together to celebrate the success of apprenticeships whilst encouraging even more people to choose apprenticeships as a pathway to a great career. And the theme for this year's National Apprenticeship Week, Apprenticeships Work, and so some of the information that's available is showcasing how the apprenticeships work for the individuals, for employers, for the community, and for the wider economy. And if you go to the website, you can actually see, in fact, on a, I think it's a separate link, it's nawevents.co.uk, you can actually see the events that are happening uh, all around the country during that week to promote the concept of apprenticeships. So, it's something I'm, I'm really interested in. I'm mother of an 11-year-old uh, girl, and I personally didn't go to university for a number of uh, reasons at the time, although I always imagined that that's where I'd end up. But, but actually now looking back, for me, I think I probably would have got a job, ended up working 
extra long hours and uh, probably dropped out of university uh, because I threw myself into my uh, my job and my career. And so I, I look at this now, this opportunity that our young people have and, and think that if this was around, you know, when I was leaving school many years ago, <laughs> that it might be something that, you know, would have really appealed to me with that opportunity to balance the, the working and getting experience at the same time as having that opportunity to to get that qualification and, and obviously uh, the qualifications are at different levels depending on, on where apprenticeships go in uh, you know we're due to talk although I don't think she's coming <laughs> um, to an apprentice who is with um, Nestle and, and actually on the equivalent of a, a degree level apprenticeship but you can go in uh, at levels which will get you the equivalent of GCSEs, A-levels, foundation degrees, bachelor's degrees and even master's degrees. So um, there are sort of apprenticeships for, for all levels. And so some of the information if you look on the website that talks about why apprenticeships might be something for you to look at as an employer, uh, it talks about whatever industry you're in that apprenticeships can deliver a range of benefits such as helping you to grow your business and solve recruitment challenges you know we know that there's a, a lot of issue around talent and finding the right people and perhaps you know growing your own talent is one of the routes that will, will help you with that so the apprenticeships can help to breed creativity and enthusiasm by bringing in that new talent or perhaps retaining and upskilling current staff um, there's an opportunity to provide training that's tailored to the needs and requirements of your business. So again, you know, we talk about does the education system educate our young people to have the skills and knowledge that they need when they join the workforce? Well, you know, whether it does or it doesn't, this is an opportunity as employers for us to get those people into the, the place where we need them to be in terms of their skills and knowledge because we're driving that, you know, they're learning that whilst they're working with us rather than having it sort of taught elsewhere and then coming in and we sort of get what we're given, if you like. So, you know, learning's done in the workplace and also, you know, that's minimising disruption and maximising impact. It's giving you that opportunity to have that young person work with you whilst they're studying, um, you know, so it's a sort of win-win for, for you and for them. So for them, we've got things like... Um, the idea of working alongside experienced staff, so not learning sort of off-site in a theoretical way, but actually learning from people who, you know, do the job day in, day out, um, getting job-specific skills. So, again, not sort of educating for education's sake, but actually for being able to learn the skills they need to be able to do the job. Obviously, the idea of being able to earn money and get holiday pay whilst they're studying and to get that time out to study whilst they're working as well. And apprenticeships can take between one to five years to complete, depending on their level, um, as you might imagine. The, um, I guess the master's degree is going to take a bit longer <laughs> than the uh, GCSE version. Uh, so, you know, lots of opportunity for you as an employer, as well as for those individuals, um, you know, when you get involved with that. And probably the best thing to do is to go to the website uh, for National Apprenticeship Week and as I say have a look at the events that are running around the country to give you some idea of the things that you can attend to find out a bit more and you'll be able to get you know that feedback from those actual uh, apprentices and the organizations that have um, had them and you know join them and, and you know the benefits they've got from them so you can really hear from those people as to how it's working for them and the other thing that you might be interested in is that the uh, thought and Action Group, the Apprenticeship Thought and Action Group within Engage for Success has been doing some work to prepare some information to upload to the website and to launch at the conference to help 
with uh, organisations in building great apprenticeship strategies. So what they've done is they've taken the four enablers that we talk about, so the strategic narrative, the engaging managers, the employee voice, and the uh, organisation integrity, and looked at how that applies particularly with that lens, if you like, of the apprenticeship programmes. And so they're putting together a document which gives you some of that information, but also gives you some top tips uh, across each of those four enablers to help you to think about how you best put together your apprenticeship strategy and, and how you run things in terms of apprenticeships within your organization to get the best from the organizational point of view and also for the individual. So that, as I say, will be available uh, at the conference on the 22nd of March and will be available uh, around the same time on the website uh, in the Thought and Action Group section, which um, I'm just about to tell you where you can find, and I can't remember which section it's under. <laughs> so I will um, have a look and tell you whilst I'm speaking. Right, so I've had an email from our guest to say that she's struggling to get into the show, so uh, not quite sure why she's not able to. Um, so it may be that she isn't going to join me live and I may well have to record the next section for you and then play that uh, after my waffling here. So, But hopefully what I've shared with you has been helpful to you uh, in pointing you in the right direction to find out a bit more about the apprenticeships. So um, the Thought and Action group on the website is in the Get Involved section. So as I say, around the time of the conference on the 22nd of March, if you go to the Get Involved section and then look at Topic and Sector, Thought and Action Groups will find the Apprenticeships tag in there and then you'll be able to uh, read that uh, information and, uh, and get some tips about how you can set up your own apprenticeship strategy. So I'm going to close now and see if I can uh, catch uh, our guest separately and record a section for, uh, for the show from her uh, separately and then I'll upload that. So if you are listening live, please do come back <laughs> and listen to the archive because there'll be a separate section tagged on the end. Um, if you're not listening live, then apologies for this last couple of minutes of waffle explaining what I'm going to do. <laughs> but uh, Halima, who's going to be our guest shortly, I've spoken to, to in preparation for the show, and she's got so much to um, tell you and uh, offer in terms of detail about you know, how it feels to be an apprentice from an apprentice sort of end and the benefits that she's received so far in the role that she's in. So please do come back if you're listening live and uh, you want to find out more about that. So we will catch Halima shortly. So for those who've listened to the first part of the show, you'll know that we had a bit of an issue with our guest joining us. Uh, she was listening along, so she was listening to me floundering away trying to talk about the Apprenticeship Week all on my own. Um, but I'm really pleased to say that she is now with me. And my guest today is Halima Baker-Mir, who's a Chartered Management Degree Apprentice at Nestle. And she's going to be talking to us about her experience as an apprentice. So thanks for joining me, Halima, and sorry for all the technical issues. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so um, I'm sure you've taken it all in your stride. You seem to have so far. And uh, I, I will repeat what I said in the bit that didn't work that I've had to start again, which is that Nestle told me you, you're one of their best apprentices. So I'm sure you're taking this all in your stride. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so start by telling us um, why you decided on an apprenticeship scheme. So. Just to provide a bit of context, um, I completed my A-levels at the North Halifax Grammar School in Business Studies, Food Technology and English Language. 
Um, as you can imagine, there was a lot of uh, pressure to go to university. Um, whilst I was doing my A-levels though, I was working weekends at a clothing store called Fat Face and I was also helping my dad in setting up his own business. So when it came to the question of Halima, why haven't you completed your UCAS application? <laughs> at that point in time, I knew that I knew that I was ready to pursue a higher education. I wasn't entirely sure what in, but I did know that I absolutely loved food tech and I was really interested in business. And I thought, if I went directly to uni, what is really going to make me stand apart from other people that get exactly the same grades as me? I was going to have essentially limited work experience. And if I wasn't entirely sure on what I wanted to do, how could I guarantee that my degree was going to be relevant in the future and for whatever career I chose? Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I said, I was ready for the world of work and I wanted a higher education. So I did, I did do a bit of searching and I came across the Chartered Management Degree Apprenticeship. Um, which, if, if those of you who don't know what it is, it's three years practical work experience um, in fundamental business areas, so HR, supply chain, marketing and sales, uh, a fully funded degree and an opportunity to gain a chartered manager status. So I found this opportunity and I thought, well, it's a bit of a no-brainer really. <laughs> it combines everything that I want. So Nestle being the, being the business that is that does combine, sorry, my passion for food and business, as well as, you know, it's a business that's been around for a long time. It's a fantastic opportunity to work with some well-known and well-loved brands. And the business has actually offered apprenticeships for well over 50 years. So that shows to me as an individual that it is an apprentice-friendly business and a business that actively encourages learning and development. And I really saw the value in working for a company that, sh that cares about their people progression and development. Mm -hmm. So that's why I chose it. And it's interesting. Uh, if you, I don't know if you heard this bit when I was uh, talking earlier that I didn't go to university and uh, sort of have never looked back and wished I had on the basis that I think I would have probably ended up, you know, working so much that I, I, you know, dropped out in the end anyway. So it probably was better to have not started it in the first place. Um, but you know, of course, they didn't have these opportunities, you know, hundreds of years ago when I was at school. Um, and uh, you know, to to do exactly what you say, the combine the the things that you're interested in and and do the real practical stuff but also as you say get that higher education it's it's you know such an opportunity for for, for young people you know nowadays isn't it yeah definitely so were you one of a number of people that did that in your sort of peer group or, or were you quite unusual um I'd say I was quite unusual in the fact that quite a lot of people wanted to go to university for you know several different reasons but I I just didn't really see why I should go to university because it was considered the norm mm -hmm. um obviously when I joined it was before the implementation of the apprenticeship levy and before you know there was quite before there was a lot of media around apprenticeships and the value in it um so yeah no it was it, it was from a from a school's perspective you know why are you choosing an apprenticeship mm -hmm. um but I'll tell you my parents were incredibly supportive and they they saw exactly what I saw which is the value of real life work experience. Mm -hmm. I remember um, going to a party with some of my uh, school friends when I was I don't know 2021 20, and, and somebody saying oh you know are you still at wherever because I worked in retail so retail was seen as a bit of a you know negative place to be you know are you still there and I was thinking well I've got three years of management experience I've, I'm earning more money than you will be when you leave university you don't need to you know be sad for me I'm actually having a really you know valuable experience sort of thing so it's interesting uh you know perspectives isn't it and um great to hear that uh you know you had so much support from for your parents I guess this is going to become more more the norm as, as time moves on isn't it 
yeah definitely I think I think now students are actually looking at the fees and thinking what am I getting in return mm. it's more of a you know it's nine thousand pounds a year at least and that's just for you know that's just to complete uni assignments and sit exams and you know what now that now that the apprenticeship levy has been implemented quite a lot of organizations are going to be offering apprenticeships mm. so there's going to be a lot more apprenticeships available so why would you directly go to university unless of course you're going for something that's you know incredibly specialized so for instance you can't just go and get an apprenticeship in open heart surgery <laughs> you know like obviously you've got to go to university to study um something like that in great depth yeah but if if like me you're not entirely sure what you want to do but you do know that you want to you know you want to build your career and you want to learn more then I'd say an apprenticeship is definitely the route and to be honest that is that is now becoming the norm mm. I think your comment early on about um the fact that you know how would you differentiate yourself from other people is a real key one as well because uh, a bit like the example I was just using of myself you know when you've finished your apprenticeship and you've got that work experience and you've got that qualification you know that is that is you know really uh, a step change from you know having a degree and you know part-time experience or little experience so for those people who are in university situations they really are going to have to go some to get that sort of experience on top of their studying aren't they? Yeah of course but it's not just the degree it's um, I'd say it's a lot more than just that I mean for instance I've worked in I'm in my fifth function now in the business and I can tell you that I learned so many different skills and you know competencies within each function that I wouldn't have learned at university you know softer skills such as you know influencing without authority you know often I'm in situations where I have to get something but I'm you know I don't have that status as of yet so how do I learn how to influence mm. how do I negotiate how do I work effectively within a team how do I you know create powerful relationships where there may not have been one before in order to get something done so that's that's the sort of thing that you probably wouldn't learn at university unless of course you're doing a group project but obviously not to the scale yeah that a multinational you know that a multinational will give you the opportunity to mm. do mm. um so yeah it's, it isn't just the degree it's just it's a lot more than that it's learning it's learning how to network yeah get yourself known within the business yeah so what advice would you give to people considering an apprenticeship what should people take you know think about when they're when they're looking at their next uh, step when they're still at school uh well i'd say if you're already considering an apprenticeship then that is absolutely fantastic because if you've been listening then you'll know that you're getting the work experience you're, you're working and you're learning on the job and you're getting your degree paid for if you choose a higher degree apprenticeship um and as i've already mentioned you know the implementation of the levy means that there's going to be a lot more options out there for you now and with that in mind I'd probably say that my my first piece of advice is if you're serious about applying for the apprenticeship then search relentlessly because there will be something out there then it'd be apply 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 just apply <laughs> and then finally my biggest piece of advice would be just to be confident because I so nearly didn't apply for this scheme because I really didn't think I would be able to do it. I didn't think I'd be good enough to do it. And it wasn't until, you know, my dad said to me, Halima, what are you going to lose by not applying? And I realised, you know what, nothing. Mm. And if I, if I hadn't have had that talk, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I can tell you that. Yeah. So be confident. That's interesting. I was talking to a business colleague um, at lunchtime today and I was saying, you know, one of the things I think still um, and, you know, 
it's a sweeping generalization but i think um you know a lot of young girls still have that issue sometimes around that confidence you know as i said i have a daughter and she said really do you think so you know because there's obviously so much in the press and in the you know the, the current um conversation about um you know equal opportunities diversity you know and all that sort of thing and and i think you know that is it's still an issue isn't it and that you know clearly that's a great piece of advice as you, and a great piece of advice from your dad isn't it that you know what's the worst that can happen <laughs> exactly and i think i think you know as you said there is a lot of there is a lot of research that shows that confidence tends to be lower in in younger females but to be honest it's just more at that stage just continuously reinforce that confidence just say do you know what you can do it what is stopping you from doing it yeah. what is good you know what is getting in your way apart from your own thought that you can't do it yes nothing yeah. so just apply because you have literally nothing to lose no no so tell us what's most surprised you about the work that you've been doing you, you've already started to say some of the extra skills that you've already developed you know what what's happening that you weren't you know entirely expecting to begin with um i mean there are a few things really i mean the first thing that comes to mind is the opportunities that I've been given. So, for instance, every summer since I've joined the business now, I have the opportunity to line manage myself um, some work experience students. And that is actually an amazing opportunity to implement the learnings of my own line managers. So, as I've said before, I've worked in five different functions. That means I've had at least five different line managers. So I have that opportunity to sit and reflect and think, right, what did that person do that worked really well for me? What could they have done that would have helped me? do this and before you know this young work experience student comes in I'll send things right how am I going to prepare how am I going to make sure this individual gets the best out of their week and often they you know I see at the end of the week they've got a lot more confidence in themselves and that is really really rewarding to see yeah. um, you know on top of that we get to have buddies in different years so for instance I've got a buddy in the year below me and that means that I get to practice softer skills such as coaching rather than telling um, and you know you get mentored by well-known uh, people within the business um, so it is it is incredible like the the amount of opportunities that we do get and I mean one that's coming up for me is that I've got the opportunity to co-facilitate a course called Presentable Impact so that is super exciting but it's not something that a few years ago I would have ever expected um, and then I'd say secondly you know I've mentioned before but the amount of skills that you learn so I've, I've already mentioned negotiation, teamwork, coaching, influencing. You know, this is not something that you would learn within three years at university. It's mm -hmm. um, it takes practical application to learn these things. So I'd say those those are the first things that come to mind. Mm. And what about how Nestle have supported you? I mean, I think one of the sort of um, potential reasons why people don't or haven't looked at apprenticeships in the past is is feeling like they you know are they as as good as they sound and you know do they get supported as much as as all the sort of press tells you um you know i guess in the old days perhaps people might have um imagined it was sort of you know cheap labor or, or whatever um you need you know there needs to be some structure there i mean clearly for everything you've said so far you know there's there's lots of structure and lots of opportunity at nestle you know tell, tell us a bit more about how that's that's worked for you so I mean my employer are fully aware of what they've offered me and what I've signed up to which is balancing a nine-to-five job and a full degree and my, rec and my um, employer recognizes that that isn't exactly easy it is quite demanding so they encourage us to have open and honest conversations with our line managers and you know I find that my line manager gives me time and encourages me to use my flex to um, my flex time to work on my university work but 
it's not just that I've had conversations within my team who are subject matter experts so for instance if someone's an expert within engagement and motivation for instance if I'm writing a HR essay I'm actively encouraged to go and talk to those subject matter experts in order to get the best out of me so I don't feel alone in it like, at all um, and on top of that we also get support emotionally and professionally through our uh, we have an academy pastoral carer and you know I've mentioned before we've got mentors all across the business who you know have a you know have a high status so they're able to have those conversations that some people may not feel particularly comfortable having especially if it's you know um, relationships but often we don't have that but it's good to know that we do have that support mm. um, so I don't feel I don't feel particularly unsupported in fact I feel exactly the opposite all I know is that people within my team say they just want the best out of me and they will do everything that they can to help me and that is really really comforting to know that I'm not struggling and I don't feel like I have to no no I just think you know it's, it's just it's come across so strongly through our conversation about how many opportunities are being created for you to practice you know the as you say the leadership skills the the the, the soft skills the 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 management skills that as you say you you wouldn't get easily you know even if you did a a team exercise in a, a an educational environment you know you it, yeah. it's still a simulation isn't it as opposed to real life what you're being exposed to now isn't it yeah exactly I mean when you're at university because obviously I do these team exercises at uni you know you're being watched it's very staged you know how to you know how to act or you know some people may not and that's a great learning experience but in within business and with actual situations that are happening right in front of you you have to be incredibly responsive mm. um and you know sometimes you'll get it right sometimes you won't and that's the best way to learn mm. and you know the best way to learn is in an unstaged environment yes yeah 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 well, I told you it'd go in a flash, and uh, even with all the technical issues, we have hit the half hour. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me, Halima. It's been really insightful. Thank, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me. And just to remind you, um, it's the 11th National Apprenticeship Week on the 5th to the 9th of March. And if you go to hashtag NAW2018, then you'll be able to uh, find out more and see what's being uh, talked about in relation to that. And we'll catch you next time. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.